and I don't know. Are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? It is midnight in Cozy Corner and in the galaxy far, far away. Pour yourself a cup of Jawa juice, put your feet up and get ready to howl at the twin sons of Tatooine. It is time for the late night fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. Tonight, we're talking about the Mandalorian. It is time for the Late Night Fright with Dan and Faith right here on WKMF Cozic on our public radio. I'm done with that Star Wars crap and I'm done with you. Damn, Harrison. Greetings from Cozy Corner and happy holidays. I am Dan and you are listening to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. With me, as always, is my very Jedi Master Sith Lord co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. You are all four seasons in one. You (laughs) have somehow managed to find a way to thread the line between Uh, dark and light. Uh, (laughs) Apparently so. You are the yin and the yang, well, okay. and the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> Welcome. It is another Monday in Faith. What are we talking about today? The Mandalorian. Mandalorian. We are we are kind of sliding into the home stretch here. We got one more episode after this. This is episode seven. This is called The Reckoning. It was written by John Favreau and directed by Deborah Chow. Deborah Chow directed the third episode. You and I were both very very taken with that episode mm-hmm. and with her and we uh have word possibly that she'll be doing the obi-wan kenobi tv series that will be on disney plus so you know things are looking up in that direction hopefully 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 so let's get into it you know usually i would start with a synopsis but i looked at it and it was just too long so i'm just <laughs> gonna i'm just gonna give you a very quick breakdown of what happens uh grief carga Played by Carl Weathers, calls the Mandalorian and asks him to bring the child. He's going to get the guild off of the Mandalorian's back, and they're going to hand the child over, and everything's going to be square. So Mandalorian sits in a double cross, gets his old pal Cara Dune, played by Gina Carano, and his old pal Quill, played by Nick Nolte. He picks them up, and he's playing on double cross and Carl Weathers. Minox attack them on the way to meet the client. Carl Weathers gets hurt. Baby Yo-Yo, America's sweetheart, he heals Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers has a change of heart and goes all in with the Mando on keeping the baby. So they're going to you know, find a way out of this situation so that everybody's in the clear. Things don't go that way. And then the end of the episode, New York Yankee center fielder Giancarlo Esposito. That's right. His name sounds like a baseball player's <laughs> name. And like it should be a New York Yankee, Giancarlo Esposito as Grand Moff Gideon shows up. He is the one who has been behind all this. He is looking to take the child for his own. And we have a standoff. A little bit of sadness there at the end, too. Quill is bringing baby Yo-Yo back to the crest, uh, the Mando ship. And he is killed by some scout troopers. And the scout troopers grab baby Yo-Yo. And that's how the episode ends. So we have to wait. (laughs) We have to wait to see how this resolves. So that's it in a nutshell, Faith. Do you feel like I miss anything? 
Not that I can recall. Did I do all right I not reading it off of off of the off yeah, of the page? I think you did a great Maybe job. possibly I'll put the music in, maybe not. You know, we're sliding into Christmas. So <laughs> Faith, what did you think of the reckoning? Again, just like this whole entire season so far. This episode was great. This might have uh, actually been my favorite episode so far. Why is that? That's because that's something coming from you because you've enjoyed this entire run. So for yeah. you to say like this one might be my favorite is something. I liked everything happening. I liked the story going on, but I liked seeing all of them together. I think it's such a great cast and, you know, they've been great on their own in individual episodes, but putting them all together was like... Okay, this is really cool, you know? Yeah, that's a great point because we were on Gina Carano watch for the longest time, you know, mm-hmm. moving into episode four. Remember, it was like, maybe this week. Yeah. <laughs> maybe this week. And now we got her and we get her with Carl Weathers. I know. Yeah, you're so right about that, you know. And it's that great feeling, you know, like in the original Star Wars movie where you have Han, Luke, and Leia together, you mm-hmm. know, and they split them up in in, in uh, Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. but you bring them back together in, in Return of the Jedi. So it's that great feeling, yeah, you're seeing the group here together yeah. really for the first time, and it's, it's really, really well done. This reminds me so much of a Sergio Leone spaghetti western that's not funny. And the ending of this reminds me of Butch Cassie and the Sundance Kid when they're holed up and there's no way out, <laughs> you know. <laughs> They've got basically the whole army, right. you know, after them. So we, uh, one of the things we talked about very early in our watch of this was the Coral Weathers character, Grief Karga. You and I both adore Carl yes. Weathers. He's the heavyweight champion of the world. Is yes, he not? He sure is. <laughs> he is the one and only uh, Apollo Creed. We said... We had a question as to whether or not Carl was going to join the Mandalorian on his quest. Well, I feel like we got a definitive answer here. Yes. What do you think about that definitive answer? And did you see this coming? I kind of did, you know, in a way. Um, but again, I was kind of back and forth with him throughout, you know, kind of where I was with him. What did you think? I, I thought they were going to go there with him. You know, I re- yeah, I really did. And, and nothing other than feeling and intuition. Right. But uh, when the way they did this, though, is so great because, you know, one of the things that Star Wars does so well is redemption. Mm-hmm. And you see that, of course, through Anakin Skywalker you right. know, coming back to the light side of the Force and Return of the Jedi. But there is a foil for Anakin Skywalker. We see another character throughout these movies undergoing a morality change and, and a change in his point of view. And you know who that is? He's... Let me know. Everybody's favorite. He's everybody's favorite character. Who? Uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> I know who. <laughs> Han Solo. And he seems to be having that redemptive redemptive thing that Han Solo mm-hmm. does. Han Solo's uh, friends come back for him. He comes out of the carbonate. He's a new person. He gets healed by baby Yoda. And he's a, he's a, I don't want to say he's a different person, but right. he's, he's all in on this kid and the right. Mando. You know, something. There's a almost a spiritual religious experience for him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I like how they handled that. Mm-hmm. I like that it was done in true Star Wars fashion. Now, one of the knocks on this episode is force healing. What did you think of the force healing? Because I've heard some people say, oh, they like it. Some people say, oh, they hate it. I know the force healing, spoiler alert, is something that plays into Rise of Skywalker. I don't know in what capacity. So, But uh, you know, it feels like if it's introduced here, it's paying off in Rise of Skywalker. But what, did, what were your thoughts on the force healing? have a problem with it you know i thought it was i thought it was cool to see that actually happen i, I mean it wasn't something that i was like you know i dislike this or anything you know i thought it was interesting i don't know what did you what did you think of it i had no problem with it uh our good friend Cade, who's been on the show he was on our death proof show he didn't have a problem with it but he did say kind of raised some questions for him 
uh, you know, some flags. Right. But he said it didn't take anything away from the show. And it seems to be some people are on the fence with it. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have a problem with it. Me neither. You know. Uh, you know. Is the force a magical superpower? You know. It, we've seen it do so many things. So there's that part of me that goes, yeah. But then, also, is this something that only Yoda's species can do? You know, is this right. something that this kid can do? So I, I don't know. I'm. I'm fine with it because of it got us Coral Weathers. You know, on the side of our <laughs> exactly. our our protagonist. Exactly. You know. So we do get to see uh, Cara Dune again, Gina Carano. What do you think of Gina Carano oh, here you- as, as Cara Dune? And I, I already know, but I want the people out there listening to know. But I, I'd like for you to uh, to let us know how you feel I about mean, Gina I mean, basically, Carano. I think she kicks ass. I mean, literally. <laughs> literally. And, I mean, she's just, I think she's really cool. And I like having her in this world with these characters because I think she can kind of, you know, stand her own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She's uh, she's extremely cool. She and, is. Uh, I like seeing her kick ass. I, I admire an ass kicking woman, and <laughs> I like the little throwback they do to like a Rambo movie where she's fighting for money at the beginning, <laughs> and it reminded me of Rambo three when he's fighting. I think he's in Thailand and he's fighting, and uh, just like wonderful callback to like that series and and something she would be doing, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, oh, she's yeah, yeah. I think the yeah. show is better having her in it. I think so too. I wouldn't say she's the greatest actress in the world, but she works for Star Wars and for this material. I yeah, think. because I don't think she has to really act so much necessarily. You know, I think what she's doing here is is good. I think it's necessary, you know, for for her character. So I think whatever she brings, I, I enjoy. You know. Yeah, and we get a really neat little moment with her and uh, Quill, played by Nick Nolte, where. They talk about, uh, you know, he was on the side of the empire, but he was a slave. He mm-hmm. was, uh, he says he was an indentured servant, and it's really, you know, one step above, depending on your point of view. Again, you know, <laughs> uh, I've read some just, you know, awful things about indentured servitude, you know, in the colonies here in America. You know, every bit. Uh, listen, I don't want to, you know, uh, say, you know, one thing. <laughs> Yeah, what an argument to have. You know, oh no, slavery was better than indentured servitude. That's not what I'm saying. Um, it, it, every bit is, you know. Uh, you know, blood curdling is slavery right. in, in many respects. So, you know, so when he says, you know, I was indentured servitude and doesn't say slave, uh, don't let that fool you. You know, it's, it's bad. And, uh, but he bought his freedom. He was able to do that. And uh, what did you think of their little argument? Because the politics have been hinted at a little bit here and there. You know, we haven't really gotten much in the way, you know, except for lines and little right. moments here and there, but uh, they really go there here mm-hmm. with it, you know, and I think they make the point that, you know, not everybody fighting on the side of the empire was evil, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure not everybody fighting on the side of the rebellion was good. Yeah. So um, I, I liked it. I thought that was a nice moment here. I did too. I think, you know, like you said, they haven't really touched much on that, like, you know, majorly. So I think it was nice to have it here in this episode, you know, kind of touch on that just a little bit more. Yeah. And I liked uh, that you learned that her shoulder tattoo is her uh, drop, her rebel dropper mm-hmm. squadron tattoo. And I liked seeing Nick Nolte again. Me too. This because he's he, he's really been so good in this as the voice of Quill. And I, I wonder if he did motion capture or not. I couldn't tell. Oh. But uh, it doesn't matter. It does look like him mm-hmm. a little bit in the face. It does. And uh, I like how willing he is to assist the Mando. I feel like Quill almost deserved his own show. I feel like we could, we could have a whole show with yeah. him. And uh, it appears that he is done. You know, it appears that he's dead, but maybe not. You never know. You never know with these things. <laughs> uh, so we have that trio. Uh, we also get a return appearance from Taika Waititi 
as uh, IG-11. I think that's a nice one. I love the little scene where he was reprogramming the droid and you see everything that he's <laughs> he's going through with it. I thought that was a very Star Wars moment, yeah. you know. And um, so he is on the ship, and I think he's going to be their savior in the next episode. I really do. Yeah. I think he's going to show up that. and have to kick some ass. But uh, <laughs> we finally get uh, Yankee center fielder Giancarlo Esposito into the show. What did you think of him when he showed up? And first off, let's start with that TIE fighter landing. How cool was that? So cool. Oh, man. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> I feel like the whole, n- not in a bad way, but I feel like you feel like the vibe changes when he lands, it comes out. It's yeah, like that, man. you know, that dark part of Star Wars. Yeah, it got really. Out, yeah, I was like, oh. It got okay. really mean there. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, I mean, he has a couple of lines in that move in the in the show, and it's so he's got so much presence and so much. I was say, you know, I was gonna say he doesn't really have to say much, you know. And that look. Uh, what did you think of the look? Were you catching anything off of that look? Because I was thinking Vader. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, it was yeah. Imperial officer, but that Vader yep. look almost That's without exactly. being Vader. Yep. <laughs> you know, I'm really curious to see who this guy is mm-hmm. and why he wants this baby. And I hope we get an answer this season why he wants it. But uh, I'm okay if that extends in the season two. Yeah. I just I don't want this in on a cliffhanger where the Mandalorian doesn't have the child. Right. Because I, I want I was so upset when baby Yoda got taken there at the end I know. you know but uh, i think the mando is gonna have to kick some serious ass <laughs> probably so yeah <laughs> yeah and then the question is are he and grief carga if grief carga and cara dune make it out of this mm-hmm. series will they go on you know the continuing adventure with him because that's something i would really like I, to see i would love to see that of course i think i think most people would love to see that. right anytime you can get carl weathers in oh, something for me is he's such a joy to watch and Brings up so much fondness, you know, from the Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. But he's a, I think he's a great actor in his own right. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, he's a great actor in spite of uh, how physically, um, you know, um, developed he was. Right. You know, because I think it may have been a little hard for him at times getting typecast into things. But he's he's got such a, uh, he is an actor with a capital A. That's the thing. You know, he's not just, he wasn't just a body. Right. You know. Right. But uh, isn't it amazing those two things working together, though, in some of those classic roles yeah. that he was in? Like, uh Apollo Creed and uh, Dylan and Predator mm-hmm. and uh, Action Jackson's another great movie he was in. So the more Carl Weathers you can put in, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm happy. Uh, we do, though. We have one episode to go. One episode to go. And I'm pretty bummed about it. I'm pretty bummed this- about it, too. I'm pretty bummed that this came out on a Tuesday and we have to wait. You know, we, have, you know, we had to wait a week and a half. <laughs> and, and, you know, this has been one of those shows that, you know, being a newer show, since I'm kind of picky about stuff, it's one of those newer shows that I just absolutely love and don't want to end, you know? Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Let me ask you now, this is something that we were doing quite a bit in the early episodes. We haven't been doing it so much because we've been very content with going on the side adventures. Well, the the adventure that started in the first two episodes has come back here mm-hmm. on us, and this is what we're we're seeing now play out. Uh, would you like to venture an opinion as to where you think this might end up? I really don't know. I really don't. What about, I mean, do you I, know? I don't. Uh, I do have one hope that they don't try and tie this into the sequel trilogy too much. Yeah. I want this to be its own thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of sort of related to the original movies, but its own thing yeah. set in this world. I don't want it to be beholden to any, you know, no. quote unquote canon. Yeah. No. Know? Yeah, I totally agree. Uh I don't know if it 
we'll go there. You know, I mean, I, I don't want to take a guess because I just really don't know where it's going to go. Right. Right. But I'm excited to find out. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I would like to add this. Uh, people have been taking uh, cookie cutters, mm-hmm. angel cookie yes, cutters. I was going to do this. I told my mother would about you, this. Would you like to say what they've been doing with them? Yeah, they have been taking angel cookie cutters because I swear to you, I was I have been on the hunt for an angel cookie cutter to do this. They they make the cookies with the angel and then cut the angel's head off and it looks like Baby Yoda. <laughs> and I swear to you, right. I have been wanting to do this. <laughs> right. I think it's great. I think it's great. I think so too. So also want to give a heads up. There was an article that got published recently in one of the major, you know, uh, uh, geek sites, mm-hmm. Collider or one of them. And they said that George Lucas didn't George Lucas didn't like Baby Yoda. He doesn't like Baby Yoda. He is not quoted once in this show as saying anything about the Mandalorian. And I just want to they're, they're trying to create controversy with this because a lot of people like this and don't like the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. But uh, George Lucas has not said one thing either way on Baby Yoda. He consulted on this show for a, a majority of it from mm-hmm. what I've read. And uh, Favreau and Filoni are both very close with him, and he was on set and consulting, you know. I He gave them the mythos of the Yoda species right. for this show. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> I think he's okay with it. Yeah. I think um, he's okay with this show. And uh, so don't believe everything you read. That's, no. all, that's all I'm saying. Because <laughs> a friend of mine was like, dude, George Lucas doesn't like uh, Baby Yoda. And, I'm, and I went and I was like, well, that's curious, you know, and I went right. and I found it. It's right there in the headline, and I read the article, and he's not quoted once, you know, <laughs> saying anything about it. They're speculating right. that he doesn't like it, and I thought that, I think that's very, you know, that's not responsible. It's yeah. irresponsible, and, uh, you know, this fan base is finally kind of coming together around something, right. and it seems like they're trying to, you know, torpedo that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and George Lucas is a genius. George Lucas has given us all some of the great moments of our childhoods and, and movie-going experiences, you know. Yeah, don't don't do this. You know, it it really it did kind of piss me off a little bit though. It really did because yeah. it, it's just kind of a low thing. You know? Yeah, I can see that. But like I said, my buddy believed it straight up. Believe it, dude. He doesn't like Baby Yoda. I'm like, what? <laughs> Till he good. says it, I will not believe it. <laughs> oh no, Baby Yoda's great. No, Baby, Baby Yoda's great. I did not know George Lucas was here in studio. Well, that was me. <laughs> that was me. But. Before we go, Faith, yes, I have a surprise for the audience. Okay, there. we do have George Lucas. George Lucas. Now, George has been hanging out in Modesto, California. That's where he's from, and uh, George likes to eat at the Western Sizzler. Mm-hmm. George uh, apparently really likes uh, bacon and uh, chicken and a biscuit crackers is what we've been told here, uh, and he likes the bottomless bucket of beans that they have there at the Western Sizzler. So. Uh, we actually, uh, we have a remote set up, and uh, George is going to be having a new show here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. We have the theme music for that show, and we're going to have a very special clip here with George. Are you ready for this? I am so ready. Are you excited about this? So excited. I'm very excited <laughs> about this. All right, here we go. This is the theme song for George's show, and then we're going to be remote with George. Here we go. Hardcore 
crackers, and as always, the bottomless bucket of beans. This is George calling collect. It's Lucas on. All right, well, there it is, the theme song for George's new show. And we have him remote from Modesto, California. He's going to have his show here on WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. Faith, we've had some big names on this show. Yes. There has been none bigger, (laughs) at least to me, than the man we have here, Mr. George Lucas. George, how are you today? I'm pretty good. I'm sorry, I was waiting for him to say something else. (laughs) Me too. Uh, George, where uh, where are you right now? I'm at the uh, Western Sizzler in Modesto. It's on Redondo. I'm uh, I'm here for the bottomless bucket of beans. They were nice enough to throw in some bacon too. It's delicious. Having it with a diet coke. Well, that sounds uh, that sounds great. We don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, Faith, you Faith, I'm gonna let Faith kick this off. Faith, ask ask George if you can ask George Lucas. Anything in the world, go ahead and ask him, whatever you want to ask him. Okay, um, what do you think of the new Star Wars movie that's in theaters? I'm trying not to. Well, Faith, you heard the man. I heard him, all right. Two, three, four. All right, I think this is as good a point as any to go out. What about you? I think so, too. Thanks to uh, George Lucas and the good people at the Western Sizzler on Redondo in Modesto, California. It's a catchy song. It really is. George is the most hardcore man in the world. And as always, the bottomless bucket of beans. This is George calling collect. It's Lucas on. Pure genius. One more episode to go. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want you to keep Keep your your Wookiee on a... Oh. I messed up over here. I'm sorry. Could you talk to George Lucas? That's that's it. I'm starstruck. Let's try it again. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want you to keep keep your your Wookiee Wookiee on on a leash. leash. Aunt Carrie, take us home. And in conclusion, Your Honor, I hope I slept with you to get the job, because if not, who the hell was that guy? This is a coyote on behalf of the cast and crew of the Late Night Fright with Dan and Faith right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. We want to sincerely thank you for tuning in, and we want to remind you to tune in each and every week as we break down a new episode of The Mandalorian. May you stay one step in front of the Empire, and may the Force be with you. We'll see you further down the trail.